The wild ride that is the NHL playoffs continues on Thursday night. And Steele and I are here to break down everything that we've seen from the last couple of days from around the world of the NHL. Big time bets, shocking upsets, and everything in between. Thank you for joining us. Let's get this paper. You're locked on fantasy hockey. Your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You heard the music and you know what time it is. It's time for your source for fantasy hockey news and degenerate gambling breakdowns. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. It's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Right now, these episodes are coming out in the morning like you need them, Monday through Friday, to give you all of that NHL breakdown from the postseason. Steele, there's a lot going on in every single series, and I think we're trying to do a little bit of everything on each episode to make sure our listeners have all of that info tonight today whenever you're listening we're breaking down rangers jersey game two tampa toronto game two and jets vegas game two and the colorado avalanche in trouble i don't know but that game two as well and of course big time bets at the end of the episode steel i don't know where you want to take this one because realistically i think we both have some takeaways from what we've seen in these series so far and what they're going to mean for tonight's action in game two I like turning it over to you, as always. Take it away. Take it anywhere you want to go. And shout out to all of the listeners, watchers, and supporters out there. We see you in the comments in the DMs. Keep hitting us up. We love that feedback. Yeah, we do. And let us know who you've got winning the Stanley Cup as well. We will get to our NHL bracket challenge towards the end of this episode as well. But let's start with the Oh, yeah. Forgot about the bracket, Steel. we got to get to the bracket challenge. But let's start with the uh, first-round matchup between the New York Rangers and New Jersey Devils. This is exactly the way I I saw it starting out for the Rangers on the road. Just taking it right to the Devils from the get-go. Very poor start from the Devils. Very stagnant. Wasn't wasn't really using their speed in the first two periods, mm. uh, which they came to life a little bit later in the third. But by that point, it was way too late. And for me, the uh, the standing out point in game one was Adam Fox still reminding everyone why he's one of the best defensemen in the league right now, especially when it matters most in the postseason. Four point night, a couple of uh, primary assists and setting up his teammates. You're able to get your new, uh, you know, your your trade deadline acquisitions. Tarasenko, he gets the first goal of the game as well. Patrick King acquires a secondary assist. So you get those guys in there. And then as well as your leading, your now leading goal scorer in the playoffs of all time in Chris Kreider, who scores yeah. two, uh, two scores twice in game one as well. So all everything just really came together for the Rangers on the road against the Devils. Steele, there is a few things that I saw with this Rangers team. And I think also maybe because they they didn't perform to exactly what we potentially had in terms of expectations for them this regular season, mm-hmm. that uh, some people were maybe sleeping a little bit on this Rangers team. But really, when you look at that lineup, top to bottom, when you have a forward group that is able to have a third line that's Philip Hedl, Lafreniere, and Capo Caco, this, you know, they bring wrinkles to the game that a lot of teams don't have the benefit of. And I just really like the makeup of their roster and I'm bringing up my takeaways from this team. 
It's just the full balanced attack was on display. A little yeah. bit of the bottom six contributing. Like I mentioned, Capo Caco, Filipito looking really good. Those big names that they brought in and the big names, Kreider, Tarasenko, getting it done. That pass from Shesterkin also still made my notes because that not only is obviously a nice highlight in a play, showing me what? That the guy has his confidence back. He's got his mojo back, and that's trouble for the rest of the entire NHL because we know how good this guy can be. And very lastly, we heard all about the Devils' chances on the rush. The speed going to give the Rangers trouble. Are they going to be able to handle it? I think it's clear after one performance, they are going to be able to handle it. And the Devils better buckle up because the Rangers, they're not playing anymore, and they're ready to go on a run. Look, they went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I don't know why a lot of people are sleeping on the Rangers, but I expect them to be back in, in the Eastern Conference Finals and even potentially in the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm -hmm. I think they continue to take it towards the New Jersey Devils for the rest of the series. In six, I have the Rangers. Let's get to the uh, other series, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who actually made it to the Stanley Cup Finals the last three years absolutely destroying and embarrassing mm. the Toronto Maple Leafs in game one on the road at Scotiabank arena. Um, and in flip, like there's, there's, there's many words I could use. And there's also no words I could use. Mm. They could go either, either way with my mm -hmm. take here, but just probably the worst 20 minutes, 20 minutes I have ever seen a hockey club start a game. Uh, quite like the Toronto Maple Leafs did in game one. The worst first period I've ever seen. Down three, nothing. Um, very dumb penalties, stupid penalties throughout the game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Michael Bunting situation. There hasn't been any news yet out confirming whether he's suspended or not. I assume he probably gets at least one game. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just an overall terrible effort from the Maple Leafs group. No jump, no confidence whatsoever. Right from puck drop, Samsonov was not Samsonov. Uh, that playoff experience, he's now 1-9 or 1-8 in the postseason. And to me, the, 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 the cream of the crop that really just throws all of this on top as well is they got scored on twice in the final three seconds of the first and second mm. period. You cannot allow a team to score on you on the last in the last five seconds last dying seconds of a period like that and again the penalties came into play uh even when they crawled and fought their way back into the game to make it mm. a three two or to make it three two uh dumb penalties they get they get dumb penalties that cost them tampa bay lightning scored three straight power play goals and just walk away with a a victory in game one yeah, they ran away with the victory in game one, Steele. And this is just, hey, this is what happens when you aren't ready to go. Yeah, And there's a few ways that I could take what I saw from this Toronto Maple Leafs group. Aside from they just look downright awful. Full stop right there. And Michael Bunting, number one, is right at the top of my S-H-I-T list. Because now I'm starting to get really upset. Because we had a player in Nazem Kadri who played with Edge. We had a player in Nazem Kadri who played with Edge, but who also realized at times how to hone it in and get it done. 
And yes, Michael Bunting is not Nazem Kadri, and I'm not necessarily trying to say they're the same player, but he's got to figure it out as well. And if he gets suspended for one game or two games, I don't know what it is. In my opinion, Steele, he doesn't come back in the lineup. Because if you got Matt Nyes and you got some other guys, even Wayne Simmons, I would prefer in there doing just enforcing. I would much prefer that. I understand the edge that Bunting plays with coming with that offensive side. That was a dumb play. That was a dumb play that really took the air out of that team's chances to win the game last night. And yes, was it the be all and end all? I don't think so. But that was number one for me. That was a really, really dumb penalty at a really critical time of the game. And the Leafs just have no margin for error. And when it comes to what you and I have talked about so many times with this Leafs team, this mental hurdle that they have to clear about getting out of the first round is it's a real thing, you know, like it it affects them. And aside from the obvious side of uh, Samsonov having to be so much better, where's Matthews invisible. The team needs to really seize the moment and respond it's one game steal yeah and i'm not ready to write this series off not even close let's see how they respond samsonov's got to be better people talking about mm-hmm. joseph wall a lot of people out there talking trash and throwing hate talking trash from teams that aren't even in the playoffs right now your team is golfing your team has no championship banners in the rafter i don't want to hear any talk no, no, no Twitter warriors from here. You know what I'm saying? Steel, no keyboard warriors. So let's see what happens in game two. And if they don't bounce back, you're going to have to shuffle the deck because the last thing I wanted to say, maybe we talk about it after the break is why isn't Ryan O'Reilly centering the third line and mm-hmm. playing against the best line that the Tampa Bay Lightning have? Maybe hit me with your take right after the break if you're okay with that. I was going to say real quickly, yeah, those Twitter me, fingers getting real loud in the postseason yeah. when those teams aren't even in the playoffs. Too loud. Also, I was going to say real quick as well, uh, Ryan O'Reilly might have been the only standout player for the Toronto Maple Leafs last night, even on the second line, if you could say so. Uh, there are some more things I want to talk about in this matchup before we move on Good. to the Jets and Golden Knights. But yes, let's get over to uh, our sponsor. Let me take it to break because today's episode is brought to you by Built and Built.com. And something is exciting coming to Built.com on April 22nd. And you don't have, we don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real. And it's something you do not want to miss. If you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. Steel and I absolutely love them. Covered in 100% real Chaco. And they're our favorite. But what they do is the amazing flavor drops with unreal exclusive flavors in limited quantity. So mark your calendars. Head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't wait to see what all the new flavors will be. I know Steele's got his calendar double circled. So make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's at Built.com and our friends from Built Bar. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Flip and I have all the content and playoff playoff discussions all week long, all postseason long. So make sure you're tuning in every single day for the breakdown of the first round series matchups all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. And just to quickly wrap up that Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs Game 1, mm. my final thoughts moving forward for Game 2 is just like you said, it was game one. It was the first game. 
Same thing happened to Tampa Bay last year. They got embarrassed 5 nothing, and look what happened. They went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm not going to get that far ahead, but nonetheless, the Leafs got absolutely embarrassed in game yep. one. It was one game. Forget about it. Move forward. You know how great this team is. They know how great this team is. They just got to believe it themselves. And my final thought on this, please. Toronto played awful, but they still scored three times on Vasilevsky. That just says to, to, to Interesting. Cut, cut the cutesy dangles and plays and drop passes. Mm. Start executing yes. basic yes. 101 hockey. Yes. Put the puck on net and follow to get the rebound. That's exactly what Tampa Bay did. Tampa Bay did so well in game one, and they've done so well all throughout the last three years in the postseason. Leave it at that. Just get pucks on Vasilevsky. He mm-hmm. hasn't looked great. Ah, that is a really good point, Steele. And we know, I think, what, last year, I would say halfway through game six, Vasilevsky turned that switch, and it was – Yes. The, the Leafs still kind of got theirs, though, at moments. So – that is really the definition of the, the difference here, though. Vasilevsky and Samsonov, if that happens, the Leafs are going to be in real tough. Let's move on, though, Steele, because we're going to be talking about these series on and off for the next couple of days. Why don't we move on to, if you're okay, let's leave Jets Knights to the end because I think Kraken Avalanche is maybe a shorter discussion. Kraken, really good performance from Grubauer. Again, what I wanted to highlight was I think I mentioned in our preview series, the Kraken allowed the second least shots against this season. Just hats off to that blue line crew. Absolutely all over the Colorado Avalanche. And one goal is just not going to cut it. Those big guns in Colorado have got to start firing. Yeah, and I I read another stat the other day as well for the Seattle Kraken. I believe they're third in goals for on the road. So that Ooh. just that speaks to how great they are and how comfortable they are uh, playing on the road and uh, in opponents' arenas as well. They play great at home, and again, this is their first time in the postseason. Uh, obviously, great for Tolvin in to get the first ever Seattle Kraken playoff goal. But now you've got the win. You're up one nothing in the series. Don't yeah. let this get out of hand. You know you're going up against the reigning champs, and they're going to give you everything they've got. And to your point, what you said the other day, um, yeah. you know. Maybe the Seattle Kraken do sneak out the win in game one, and then the Colorado Avalanche come out with that reverse sweep when the next four could happen, hey. uh, could likely happen. But, yeah, Seattle, Seattle was very well, well matched in that game one. Very physical, putting their body on the line, a ton of hits, 40 hits in the game, about 23 or 24 blocks uh, as well um, in the game in, in game one. So if they continue to do that, put their body on the line, be physical with, Aval- with the Avalanche players, they could have some success moving forward. Yeah, and just another little, like I just had to highlight in my notes for something that I think you and I looked at, because that could be the X factor for this Colorado team. But one Byram having a really standout game, he was all over the ice. Please continue. Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, oh, the oh. official suspension has come out for Michael it, Bunting. It's two, isn't it? It's three. Three games Get for Michael out. Bunting. Uh, illegal check to the head and interference against against Eric Chernak in game one. Look, this Ooh. is this is this Whoa. is just this is typical Toronto Maple Leaf postseason hockey. Nazem Kadri did it to us twice before in the postseason. Mm. You got suspended for the remainder of the first round series. You got suspended for three games before in the postseason, both times against the Bruins. Yeah. Now Michael Bunting's doing it to us in the first round. We just can't. It, it, it just continues to happen every single year. 
Let's not go down to negative town because I really badly want to because we're just jaded Leafs fans and that's just how we roll, Steel. But Nazem Kadri to me, was a lot more important to what the Leafs were trying to do that year that we're talking about in both years because Michael Bunting just hasn't been there for me this year. So I'm okay with it. Does it detract from the team? Yes. Maybe it provides an opportunity for Matt Nyes. I don't know if it's going to be maybe... I don't know. Maybe Simmer goes in there, but I will say this before back on this deal. Guys like Aston Reese and some of these other guys who made some really bad plays. Yeah. Better. Zach Aston Reese was terrible. They got to tighten it up real quick because just get out of there. If you're not ready to go, there's too much on the line for this team and I'm not having it anyway. (laughs) Seattle cracking Colorado avalanche for me. The Avs are a little bit of a sleeping giant now. I mentioned Bowen Byram. He looked really good in game one. He was all over the ice. He had an assist, a couple of block shots, a couple of big hits, over 20 minutes of ice time. Colorado's going to get there. Grubauer had a lot to prove in that first game. Let's see what happens in game two because I don't think there was too much other to take away here. I'm going to check the notes one more time. Big game from Grubauer, 35 saves. Okay, the game really could have gone either way up until that Morgan Geeky goal. I think it was like at the five-minute mark in the third period. So it really could have gone either way. The Kraken defense really does need more love, and the Avs offense needs to get it together. Where you want to head next, my friend? Let's wrap up with that last round matchup, uh, last matchup in the first round. Winnipeg Jets and Golden Knights, we will get to our NHL playoff brackets and big-time bets to wrap out. Uh, to end out the episode for today. But real quickly, Jets take game one, 5-1 on the road in Vegas. And the Jets really just came out with a whole lot of speed, and they were flying in the first period. Didn't score in the first, but once they got the first one in the second, the floodgates just absolutely opened up. Their stars stepped up as well. Blake Wheeler, uh, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who I think is going to be a huge X factor for the Winnipeg Jets in this playoff series. Mm -hmm. And again, Back to my comment, you know, a couple days ago. I don't understand why Versois is in the net. I don't understand why you don't go with Jonathan Quick, who has that experience. Obviously, you would love Logan Thompson, but that's not going to happen. I think they got to go with Jonathan Quick for the remainder of this series. I don't know if you go back to Versois. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. He wasn't like he wasn't awful. He wasn't good either. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what's going on because John Quick was pretty decent down the stretch. I know he had a couple mm-hmm. of bad games as well. But look, it, it's Cassidy, right? Like this is a, go- a coach that we trust. This is a guy that and again, Steele, this game was close. What was it? It was 2-2 all the way to the third, right? 3-3. Three, three. No, it was so my bad. Sorry, my bad. It was two one. It, it was two nothing. It was, like in the it first was close two all the, the way. Period. It was close all the way to the third, and then they broke out. They scored three in the third. So Vegas really did play their style to try and play defense first, get some bodies in front of Boisaw. Yeah, but I'm with you. I don't know if that actually fixes the issue though, Steel, because none of those goals in the third were really that bad. A couple of really great yeah, passing I guess that's plays. Right. Yeah, no, well, I, I'm just I, no, no. That, that, no that's, I'm with that's you. Fair. I still that's, go with quick. I still that, go with quick because yeah, the, they scored an empty netter and then they scored with 15 seconds left on the power. Yeah, play and, and it was two one. So, until, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So I'm just c- trying to say that I think that score is not as indicative of yeah. what the overall game produced, and I don't think I'm ready to write off the Golden Knights just yet because another bounce, and I know I'm saying bounces now, but another bounce, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
this game goes the other way. So I'm. this is one of the ones that I am I think for sure is going seven game steal. I had a lot of predictions, and we're going to get to that in a sec, that are going seven games. And this one now after that first game, and again, the third period, the Jets pulled away, and good for them. I think the Vegas Knights are Vegas Golden Knights that took some numbers in that one are going to come back in a big way in game two. Yeah, and I, you know, I was sleeping on the Winnipeg Jets. I didn't think they would come out with that uh, ferocious energy in game one, but I was sleeping on them. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, but like we said for the Toronto Maple Leafs series, it's just game one. Let it go. Get get focused for game two. Move forward. We're going to be moving forward to our NHL playoff brackets and big time bets very very shortly. But this episode is also brought to you by our sponsors from eBay Motors. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices all from ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only exclusions apply and thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast your first listen every single day don't forget we are free and available on your favorite podcast platform so hit the follow button hit the subscribe button we appreciate all the love all the support and remember leave some comments down below on the youtube channel let us know what your playoff brackets looking like who you've got winning the stanley cup finals as well because that's what flip and i are doing right now let's get to our nhl nhl bracket challenge uh and flip would you like me to start off here with my first pick should we start in the western conference should i just do the whole bracket itself what do you think we should do i think we kind of went through our first round predictions in games so i think maybe very quickly just fire off all let's start in the east okay give me your east predictions all the way through until the cup how about that i'll give you mine and we'll go through both i think that makes sense you know what i'm saying east just Perfect. Sounds good. So in the Eastern Conference, just to go through the first round again, I've got Boston Bruins in six, Toronto Maple Leafs in seven, the New York Islanders in six, and the New York Rangers in six as well. So Mm. into the Eastern Conference semifinals, I've got the Maple Leafs taking on the Boston Bruins. I have the Maple Leafs winning that series, finally getting the revenge on the Bruins for many, many years of suffering. And then the Rangers I have defeating the New York Islanders in the second round as well. So I've got the Rangers and the Maple Leafs, the blue and white podcast in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I have the Rangers coming out on top and heading to the Stanley (laughs) Cup. This is going to be pretty simple, I think, Steele. I've got Boston (laughs) in six as well. As much as that first game was really tough to handle, I still think Toronto in six is a realistic shot. We just said Tampa got embarrassed in the first game last year and they bounced back. Are Toronto the team that's gone to three straight cups? No, but we know that they can have it. They know that they can get it done. They just have to get past that mental in between the ears game and let's see what happens. So I'm still riding with the Leafers in six. 
Islanders in seven over the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm with you, Rangers in seven, although I'm starting to think that if they can keep playing like they did in game one, that might be a lot quicker series. And then again, yeah, we got the Boston Bruins and Toronto Maple Leafs going toe-to-toe, but I think the Leafs get through the Boston Bruins as well if they can get there. I think it's all about this first-round hijink yep. steal. And then Rangers get through the Islanders, so we have the same <laughs> Eastern Conference final. Give me the Rangers. I would take Rangers in a seven-game series yeah. as my Eastern Conference champion. I would take the Rangers in seven as well. So a very similar Eastern Conference here. Maybe we have, eh, I don't think we'll have the same Western Conference, but maybe the same Stanley Cup finals. We'll get to that. So in the Western Conference, I have the Colorado Avalanche in five. Obviously, they need to win the next four games. That's what Flip suggested a couple days ago as well. So hopefully that bangs out. I've got the Minnesota Wild in six. And I and I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people go the Dallas Stars way. I got Wild in six. I think winning game one uh, on the road was absolutely crucial. So mm-hmm. I've got Wild in six. I've also got Vegas in six. I think it, at this point it's going seven, but I'm going to lock it in at six because that's what I had when I first began. Yep. Vegas in six, and I think that's actually going to be a very close series as well. And then I have Edmonton in six as well uh, in the mm. first round. Second round in the Western Conference, I actually have Minnesota defeating the Colorado Avalanche and moving on to the Western Conference wow. Finals. I think they're going to pull up an uh, an upset uh, an upset in the second round against the Avalanche. Okay. That's just my take here. Vegas yep. and Edmonton, yep. I've got the Oilers getting by the Vegas Golden Knights in six games as well. So it's the Edmonton Oilers, Minnesota Wild, and I think the Edmonton Oilers make quick work of the Minnesota Wild. I hope it doesn't happen that way, but I've got the Edmonton Oilers probably in five, but let's suggest let's go with six. So in the Stanley Cup Finals, I have the New York Rangers and the Edmonton Oilers, and I'll leave it at that. I don't even think it really matters, Steele, how I break this down because people already know all of our predictions. And if you miss it, just check the YouTube channel. All of our first round breakdowns are including game winners, how many, and everything in between. I got the Oilers and the Avalanche in the Western final, and I've got the Oilers going to the cup. These are the picks that we had. We did the brackets on Monday. We did them before any of these first couple of games happen. I'm sticking to it. I have four of the first round series going seven games, though. I see Winnipeg Vegas going seven. I see Dallas Mini going seven. I see Carolina, New York Islanders going seven. And I still do think the Devils might give the Rangers a bit of a run. I might be wrong on that one, but that one in seven as well. Oilers Rangers final. And I'm going to give the edge to the Edmonton Oilers slightly, just slightly, even though that's hard to say after how beast mode the Rangers looked in game one. But give me the Oilers in six games against the New York Rangers. That's my final and cup winner. We were pretty much the same all the way up until the winner of the Stanley Cup finals. I've got the New York Rangers. I've got the New York Rangers in seven. I've got them winning at home. Yeah, I believe they they would be at home in that matchup series. Going to have to check the standings real quick. Um, But yeah, no, I've got the Rangers winning uh, in the Stanley Cup finals against the Edmonton Oilers. Actually, the Oilers would have home ice advantage in that series. So I've still got the Rangers in seven. Uh, But those are our NHL playoff bracket challenges. 
Let us know who you've got winning the Stanley Cup, what your bracket looks like as well. Let's get over to Big Time Bets real mm-hmm. quick before we wrap up this episode. My first pick for Thursday night. There's no way the Maple Leafs lose again at home. <laughs> I'm going Maple Leafs on the money line versus the Lightning. That's my first pick. Oh. There's just no way it happens. Maple <laughs> Leafs money line. They win game two. Tie it up. One apiece. I, second pick I, of the night. <laughs> second pick of the night. Again, I'm going with the Avalanche on the money line. They don't lose both games at home against the Seattle Kraken. That's my second pick. And my lock of the night. I'm taking the Rangers Devils under six and a half in this matchup. I don't think it's going to be a crooked number like 5-1 again. I think it's going to be a lot closer game. 3-2, 4-2 with an empty netter type of situation. That's my lock of the night. Rangers Devils under six and a half. I like that one, Steele. It's just the way that you say, and I'm not laughing at you. It's just here we are as Lee Smith <laughs> saying, there's no way. And oh my goodness. I just, oh, we talked about Twitter warriors before. I just, I don't, there's not enough. There's not enough. <laughs> there's not enough rum in the bottle for me to deal with this Toronto Maple Leafs team. At let's time. get the confidence back. Let's get the money. Where, anyway, the money where the confidence has <laughs> got to come back. And I said it a couple of days ago and I'm going to keep saying it. Because people in my friend circles are like, Flip, I hate it when you're so right when the Leafs go wrong. It's got to be Matthews, Steele. Where is number 34 when you need him most? He is such a special player. He can change the game in a couple of seconds with a couple of plays. What happened to those deft, you know, when he knocks the puck out of the air, does a little dangle, and just (laughs) rifles it, you know, like in a phone booth? I need him to do that kind of thing again and again and again and again because he can do it and he's got to be better. So in game two, give me Austin Matthews anytime goal because it's going to happen. It's happening tonight. He's going to have a big game. He needs to second pick Rangers are going to take two in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. That's how confident I am with this team. No disrespect to the New Jersey devils. I still think they're going to get a game or two here. They might just be a little bit back on their heels. And you mentioned the inexperience. Maybe it's that. Maybe they're just not there yet. Could be, right? This team has come a long way in a short period of time. So maybe they're just not there yet. And my lock of the night, Nathan McKinnon had an assist in game one. But what he was doing down the stretch, he was doing special things. I think we've talked about McDavid's edge work. Right after that, Nathan McKinnon's edge work and skating ability and his just his positional play to protect the puck. When he's doing his thing, he's hard to stop. Give me the over 1.5 points. I'm not copping out at a goal. I'm not copping out an assist. It's going to be a multi-point game for McKinnon and a big, big response game from Colorado. That's my lock of the night. McKinnon over one and a half total points. I love the player props here. On Thursday night, I'm going to have to dabble with a Matthews anytime goal. Let's dabble. Well, thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in all week long for playoff first round matchup breakdowns. We're going to continue talking about every single game up until the Stanley Cup Finals. So make sure you tune in every week. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.